We're Robin and Shelby, and you're listening to the Rising Rebel Podcast. Through this podcast, our vision is to empower women to go for their dreams and have the courage to stand in their power. If you are someone who wants to live consciously, explore and shift your mindset, deepen your desire for personal growth, and really rebel against the shoulds and limiting beliefs that are holding you back, you've come to the right place. Here, we dig deep into the journey back to self and uncover that inner knowing that allows us to live from a place of alignment and authenticity. If the universe has placed us in your path, get ready because we're going on a wild and expansive ride. Hello, magical humans. We are back for another week of the Rising Rebel podcast. Um, It's Shelby here and you've also got Robin and we are... We've had a big week. I feel like so many different kind of like aha moments have come up from us. We are on the back end of running our first masterclass. Uh, Soul on Fire has now come to a complete as far as like the live teaching goes. And we've just, yeah, we had a crazy week of facilitating that. And then also like really stepping back from that and kind of seeing like how that went for us how did we feel it brought up some really funny things for me um and so i just kind of want to dive right in on that and like let this podcast just sort of flow from the feelings that um, i'm feeling today so robin and i have this incredible relationship where we are like the yin and the yang and we very much so help each other stay conscious, stay awake. So what I mean by that is I look at life through you're either conscious or you're unconscious. You're either awake in your life or you're asleep in your life. You're either in the driver's seat of your life or you're on autopilot in your life. And so a lot of times we are on that autopilot sort of unconscious trajectory. So we've talked a lot about like the 95% of that subconscious brain. So when you're in that subconscious brain, you're asleep. You're, 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 you're unconscious, you're asleep. So it's really difficult actually to stay awake all the time. So I have like this thing in my brain where I'm like, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. I've actually just changed my Instagram to a new Instagram because I wanted to freshen it up. And my handle is called Shelby wakes up and it's literally going to be a diary for me of like keeping myself conscious because that is so important to me to stay awake. And so what I'm getting at with this is the most incredible thing happens with Robin and I is we help each other stay awake. And I freaking fell asleep this week. Like I big time fell asleep this week. I was in a lot of like running that masterclass, my humanness of like being vulnerable and feeling like, oh my gosh, was that good enough? Did I do a good job? Did I you know, did the things I wanted to say, did it come out? Did it land? I had a lot of, of my own limiting beliefs pop up, which was so interesting to see because I mostly am awake in my life. I was able to look back at that and say, okay, there was a limiting belief there. And there was a limiting belief there. And anyways, again, where I'm going with this is Robin is like, what's those people in your life where, what do they call them? Like, the ones like that, like toxic positivity, whatever, you know what I'm saying with that? Like when people are just like, yeah, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes. You're perfect. And it's like, that is not freaking helpful. 
that is not a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship is somebody who will hold the space for you when you're feeling like shit, but then later be like, Hey, can we look at that? That's not you. I don't see like you weren't. So anyways, Robin and I, in the last few days, Robin's been holding me. Okay. Like holding me energetically, just allow myself to like go through these motions that my human started having this last week. And she held me and then basically like, was it yesterday? The days kind of blend yesterday or today. She was like, okay, and we're going to wake up now. (laughs) Like, this is what's happening. You're stuck in your limiting beliefs and it's time to come out. Let's work on this. And anyways, we just had these huge breakthroughs. And the point to this being is like to have somebody in your life like that, who's holds that beautiful space for you while you're feeling a little bit raw, but then also can help you come out the other side and isn't just going to like, Oh, she's feeling raw. Let's like let her live in La La Land. It's like, no, give me that space. Help me through that. And then let's grow from that. So I have really appreciated having this relationship with Robin to help basically help me grow. And so I'm like kind of rambling on here, but I want to get into my next segment where I'm thinking about growth. Growth and evolution is something that has been pivotal in my life. And I was walking, so I'm actually at my, I'm living in my in-laws right now because we are doing a huge house reno. We're building a basement. It's a huge thing. I'm going to be out of the house for a month. And so we're living at our in-laws and um, I went to get my eyebrows waxed down the street. And so I'm walking with my daughter and I'm just, it's like kind of a beautiful back road and I'm walking home and this thought popped into my head. I'm like, I am a student of life. I am a, everything in life for me has now become lessons. And I'm going to let Robin speak on this a little bit too, because I'm just like overpowering the conversation right now. But when you can become a student of life, there's something so magical happen that happens because things that you find hard or things that are like not going well for you in your life, you they can allow you, you to kind of like, you know, get off get off path and you can kind of go in a downward spiral from them. But if you're a student of life, like I am always pulling out the lessons from things later. Sometimes it happens like a week or two later, but I'm like, oh, of course it happened that way. I had to learn this. And so being a student of my life has just been so, so pivotal. And really when you're, when you become a student of your life, you are also in the driver's seat. You play that. It's like that main character energy in that movie. Ah, yes. Oh my God. Okay. When you said that main character in the movie, this movie that you probably watched, I've, I used to be obsessed with it. Cause like, I also love all things Christmas, which if you know me, you know that about me. And so the holiday used to be my favorite movie, but there's one scene in that movie where there's this like old really wise like screenwriter and he's just like this lovely little man and Kate Winslet's character is like going through a really tough time and he basically says to her like over dinner that you should be the own leading lady in your life she's acting like the supporting role or like you know the the you know the friend in the movie or whatever like be the own leading lady of your own life. And so I think that's so interesting because we can do that. Like we can forget that it, these, these are lessons for us. Like everything that happens is for us, but also that we can make decisions that are just for us and not necessarily put everyone else first too, because like, shouldn't, if it, if your life is a movie, shouldn't you be the main character in your own freaking movie? 
And like, how many times are we not? But also like, I wasn't expecting you to start off with that. And it just was really interesting because we've, we've had so many deep conversations this past week. And I think we've both grown from it, but like that's self-awareness right there. Like to be able to even be receptive to any feedback, like after you're not so raw and like, how can we learn from that? Or, you know, and I just, I just love that about you too. Like how receptive you are to like learning and growing and changing. And I think, I think that we could all take something from that. Like when we have a hard moment or a hard week, or we're feeling a little bit down on ourselves, like it doesn't mean that now you're in the pits. It's like, okay, what's changed between two weeks ago when I was feeling freaking amazing and this week when I'm not feeling so good, like most of the time it's just that what you're telling yourself in your head about what happened or like your perception of something. And it really isn't necessarily like the facts of it. And so, yeah, I just think that's a really beautiful reflection. Well, what I think too about that is something that we talk a a lot about. It's like taking responsibility for the inner dialogue because that's really what happens. Like previous Shelby years ago, I would have had this dialogue and I would have spiraled And I would have probably found blame like, oh, you know, so-and-so, whatever. I would have blamed, I would have criticized, I would have been really hard on myself, all this kind of stuff. But where I'm at in my life now, because of all of this deep work and personal development I've done, I take full responsibility for my life. If I don't like my reality, it's because of my thoughts, like my thoughts about the reality. So whenever, and this took some time, so this is the kind of stuff literally we work on in all of our master classes. So if you're thinking like, yeah, that'd be nice to take responsibility for my own, you know, life. This is what we talk about. So taking responsibility for that inner dialogue is like the biggest needle mover for me because I I look at it like, and not from a place of, oh, Shelby, why are you thinking these things? I'm like, compassion and curiosity. Interesting. I'm having a really raw week after something like this. What came up for me? And and bringing it back to me. Robin and I talk about the journey back to self all the time. Like if you guys can pick one thing up from this entire rising rebel thing, it's always a journey back to self. Self, self, self. It's it's all me. My reality is from I, like I'm taking responsibility for my reality and it's so freeing to do that to take responsibility for your life. Oh my God, it's freedom. Ah, this, I've had a few conversations this week, actually, that we're going to come back to this again. It's that, um, circumstantial power versus personal power. And what you're talking about here, like the taking responsibility for your inner dialogue, taking responsibility for the way you're feeling or your perceptions of a experience or whatever it is like that taking responsibility is the personal power piece. And it really ties in with this because the conversation, one of the conversations I had this week was about telling yourself, I'll be happy when. So we've given that, or I've talked about this before as the perfect example of giving away your personal power and really hinging how you feel and your happiness on circumstantial power. So when you say, I'll be happy when this thing in the future happens, or I get this new thing, or I change, or I move, or like my life changes, like some sort of circumstance changes, then I'm going to be happy. 
what normally happens with the people who find themselves in that cycle are really believing that they cannot take responsibility for their own happiness right now is that that future thing happens and then guess what? Nothing inside their heads changed and they still aren't happy. So then it's a constant cycle of seeking what that next thing that could bring them happiness will be. And guess what happens? Repeat, repeat, repeat. The same thing happens. You get to that point that you said like five years ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, however long ago that you'd be happy when this thing happens. And guess what? You arrive in that place and you still aren't happy. So when we've said before, like you don't just arrive at this place where you feel like, oh, my life is totally perfect. Like I have nowhere to grow or whatever. That doesn't actually happen. So stop saying that you'll be happy when. Take responsibility for why you think that. Why does something outside you need to change for you to be happy? Can you not start doing practices or taking responsibility for that inner dialogue that's telling you that right now? Mm -hmm. Well, I have a real life example, um, something that probably a lot of people can relate to. And it actually came from my husband, Reed. So we were, I don't even know when the conversation came up, but um, a few months ago, back in November, we went to um, one of my best girlfriend's wedding in the Dominican. And it was so funny because after he said to me, cause like, there's so much buildup, right? On a vacation. There's so much, you're like counting down the days. Like you're just so freaking excited. You don't even know what you're excited for. You're just like, it's a vacation. I'm so excited. And when you go into it with that squeaky clean energy of like, it's this beautiful vacation, then I think you have the most magical vacation. But it was interesting because we had this really incredible moment when Reed said, you know, and he's not really into like he doesn't really talk feelings too much with anybody who knows Reed. They'll be like, "Oh wow, you guys have these kind of conversations because it's so funny." Like every time we do, I just fall like madly more in love with him because I'm like, "Oh, he's so he's so deep as well." <laughs> Anyways, so he said to me, "When when we get on the plane to go on a vacation, I almost feel like sadness." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Like tell me more about that." And I won't use the exact language that he said, but basically it's like the lead up to that thing is so exciting because you think it's going to bring you something. And the second you step on the plane, the lead up is over. You're there. It's, it's basically done. And I was like, interesting that that's the way that you're viewing it because I used to view it the same way, right? But for me, it was very different. The, the point I'm at in my life, I was just like so friggin' excited for this vacation. It wasn't bringing me anything. I already had so much joy, so much connection, so much love, so much freedom in my life. that The vacation was a sprinkle on top. It wasn't going to bring me happiness no matter what. But obviously for Reed in that time, he was just so excited for it because I think he thought it was going to bring him something that actually can only come from within. A vacation cannot bring you anything. It It's a sprinkle on top. So anyways, there's like a real life example of I'll be happy when. It never freaking works that way. Never. Because you have to be happy within. Like Nothing can fix anything for you. I cannot hear that and not go to this place. Like we did talk about this a bit on, in Soul on Fire. And it's probably something we'll continue to talk about. But 
the example even last week that I gave gave in the podcast about that like big manifestation of our wedding of our elopement really just honestly being the icing on the cake because like the life that we built together and everything that was the main piece Mm -hmm. and so when we talk about this journey back to self like that being the work or that being the magic it really is and so exactly what you're saying if you hinge your happiness or you hinge whatever on these things you're calling into your life on these manifestations rather than becoming that now rather than feeling those feelings now like when you make yourself wait to experience any of the things you think having that will make you feel then you really are hinging it all on that moment rather than allowing those manifestations allowing that extra abundance that will come into your life on this journey of being a better version of yourself to just be like the amplification of an already amazing thing and it's so funny you gave that specific example because i remember vividly you telling me that on that vacation a lot of people as you got to the end of the trip people were talking about oh no like i gotta go back to work oh no like i don't want to leave oh like not wanting to go back to their lives and you said it was really this was the first time in your life where you're like, I'm actually excited. Like, I love my life at home. I'm excited to go home. Like, I'm happy to be here right now, but I'm not dreading going home. I'm actually excited. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people, it was like, it was a depressing, like, flight home, right? Because then people are going back to their regular life. And that brings us to back to that being in the driver's seat of like, can you, whatever you think a vacation is going to bring you. And I know this is an example that so many people, I know they're all, if they're listening to the podcast right now, they're going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about because same thing. You think that vacation is going to bring you something, but if you are, if you, if you're waiting for that one specific event to bring you something, how disappointing when it doesn't work out, you're like, Oh, my life is shit without that. Like you don't want to have these circumstantial things that allow you to feel powerful in your life or allow you to feel freedom or allow you feel to connected or, you know, alive. You don't want it to be a vacation. People do this with retirement all the time. They'll go, I'll be happy when I'm retired and I've got all these things. And then they freaking die <laughs> the day they retire or something stupid. Like, oh, oh my God. That just, just oh, what you just yeah. said about the retirement one, 100%. Because that is like, I would say that's the ultimate lead up. Like a trip is Mm -hmm. one thing. It's like one piece of one year, but retirement is something that like people look forward to their entire freaking lives. They put it on a pedestal. How many people do you see they retire and like six months later, they like go back to work casually because they don't know how to just like be happy with themselves without Mm -hmm. like, or just just their relationships fall apart. Yeah. Because all of a sudden they are like at home without like things to go and do. And all of a sudden they realize they're not happy. Their partner's not happy. Their life sucks. Everything. Cause they haven't been distracted by work this whole time. That's a whole other conversation, but yeah, no, but that is a really good example. And I mean, I can resonate with that excitement before a trip too. It's almost like that build up that anticipation is like part of the fun, but let it, can it just be part of the fun and not like a contrast to, you know, feeling a bit sad or depressed or whatever, when it's over, like, can it be just part of the whole experience? So also like when you're manifesting or you want something in your life, like it's absolutely great to have desires. It's great to have goals. It's great to have these things you're looking forward to, but how much meaning are you giving those things about yourself? Mm -hmm. 
And can you build a life that has those, when you think of like, Robin is so good at explaining this. When you think of when you're visualizing and you think of that thing that you want and you feel in your body, hone in on those feelings and create them in your life now, because then it's not depressing when, you know, it's raining on your vacation or you get to retirement and you have to have a knee replacement or what, like, you know what I mean? Like bring those things into your life now, because it sounds so cliche, but we don't have, we don't know how much time we have on this life. What if, what if you got to read the novel and you found out that shit, you actually like, you, you didn't make it to that vacation or you didn't make it to that retirement. Like that sounds so morbid, but like, honest to God, let that shake you in your boots. Like, are you living a life that you're just waiting to get to that place where you might not actually get to? Like, we're not, we don't know what our, you know, what our life's going to look like. We need to live in that moment now. That whole like song, Tim McGraw, live like you were dying. Like, I know it's so cliche, but gosh, listen, like really, we got to start bringing that more into our life. I, yeah. And I think when we mentioned embody that now, like if you have this picture of what your ideal version of yourself would act like, or your future version of yourself would be like, like what kind of life would they have? What kind of relationships would they have? How would they show up? How would they talk and think and act? And like, how would they feel about themselves? Why do you have to wait till some future time to do that? It's literally all coming from your own head. What's stopping you from doing that now? Nothing. Like the answer is nothing, but we don't actually want to hear that. We don't actually want to take accountability for the fact that our life, the way it is right now, is a product of the thoughts we had like last year, the year before, 10 years ago. Like this, what we're living right now is a product of who we've been in the past. So if we're thinking about who we want to be in the future, like you should be living that now because that's what you're going to create. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. And also too, when we say there's nothing stopping you from living in the moment, like you want to live in for your future self, if that feels kind of sticky and that feels like a pit in your stomach drops when Robin said that also just remember that it's not easy for everyone but to take responsibility is huge, but it's not just a matter of like switch, you know, snap your thumb. And like, all of a sudden you can bring these things into your present reality. It's, this is what we're saying for you need to go in. If that, it feels gross to hear, you need to go in and do that deeper healing. There's some blocks that are coming up for you. Let that be a red flag. If that doesn't sound appealing to you, if that doesn't sound like something you could actually bring into your life right now, that's when you want to go work with that that therapist, that counselor, that spiritual guidance, like you want to go and do some of that deeper healing because there's a reason that that feels gross to you because it's not meant to. Like when we think about like, oh, we could just like create a life, how freaking magical, however we want. If that doesn't feel like a hell yes to you, then there's probably some really big blocks that you could potentially work through. I, yeah, I think too, it's, it comes back to that responsibility piece because when we tell ourselves I'll be happy when, then we're deferring that responsibility. Like it gives us an out, a reason why we're not happy right now. Of course, it's not us. Like obviously it's not us. It's just a circumstance I'm in right now. And when that changes, duh, like I'm going to be happy. (laughs) But like, I bet you have people, either you've done this yourself or you can, you've seen this before. 
And now that you've heard it in this way, you're like, ah, okay, uh uh-huh, that makes sense. Or, "Uh uh-huh, I've done that before. And just because you've done it before, it doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. If you become aware of it, then that's when you get to start changing it. You get to change it so you don't just keep cycling through the same thing. Well, this brings me back to my original topic of being a student of life. And the okay, so this is like another aha moment that I had this morning that I'm going to share with you guys. When we want to abstract lessons from life and kind of be like that student in that learn mode, I realized today that having one foot in the present is so it's the key you it's a must it's an absolute must so it's it's one thing to like look into your past in hindsight and go oh interesting okay that was a an interesting lesson and now for the future i'm going to do this that's great but if you don't have one foot in the present moment holding you in the energy of the presence then you're just living in the past you're not actually making any progress And then same thing when you're dreaming big and you're visioning that future self of you and you have both feet in the future, you're not grounded in the present either. So the key to this, when you're abstracting lessons or you're visioning this future, this future you or this future life, it's having a foot in gratitude for the present moment. Like to me, that is one of the biggest ahas that I had again on this like walk, which is so funny, this walk from getting my eyebrows waxed. Oh, and my mustache. <laughs> because I realized that apparently I have a mustache as well. So that baby is gone. And uh, I feel like a whole new woman. <laughs> oh my God. So, so I had a huge epiphanies walking home with a hairless face today. <laughs> and I just had to share them with you because man, oh man, like that whole, like Robin, tell me more of what, what comes to you when I say, one foot in the present, one foot in either desire or abstract hindsight lessons. Like, tell me what you think. This, like, I actually get a picture. So if you picture yourself with two feet anywhere, like two feet in the past, two feet in the future, are you moving anywhere? No, you're just staying there with two feet. But when you picture a person walking, one foot is always touching the ground and one foot is moving forward. So when you say have like one foot in gratitude, one foot in desire, like one foot moving towards what you want to be, I really picture like a physical human person walking with one foot here and one foot in the future. So if you think about it that way, like you cannot live with both your feet planted in the future or both your feet in the past and expect any type of traction. Like you can't do that. And so And I think there are lessons right now in the present moment, but like, if we're always just trying to get somewhere, then what's the point? Like we've mentioned Mm -hmm. before that when you want something and you desire it for so long, and then you finally get it, how long do you actually like soak and marinate in the fact that like, yay, this came to life before you want something else? That time between your desires, that time like between the manifestations is so slim. So if that's the only time you're allowing yourself to enjoy your life, you're missing the entire point of the Mm -hmm. thing. The The point is to enjoy the journey and learn along the way while still striving for more. You can love your life the way it is today and still want something better, something more 
in the future. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, one doesn't take away from the other. When you're actually present and God, like how many times I'm going to say this, but like we've heard about all these practices. It's not brand new. Shelby and I didn't invent gratitude practice, but ask yourself, do you hear about these things and you don't want to hear it because it's not the shiny new thing, but you still haven't ever freaking done it? Have you not actually practiced gratitude, but you're like, yeah, yeah, get on with it. Like, tell me something I don't know. Mm. Right? Well, that was me, 100%. I was like, gratitude, schmatitude, meditation, <laughs> freaking gouge my eyes out. No, thanks. Like, that was me. I was literally walking around being like, ew, ew, I'm not doing that, ew. And then wondering why my life was shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, seriously. <no. laughs> oh, oh, my God. And now funny. I'm like, <laughs> I call Robin. I'm like, I just came in from a mountaintop calling to the no I'm just kidding I'm not quite there yet but like yeah it's literally the basics that have saved my freaking life but I didn't even realize because I was so so chasing the shiny new things of like oh this will help me oh this will fix me oh this will make my life better shiny 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 go 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 and then just like having this huge epiphany of like these basics the gratitude the keys to manifestation, the self-love, the conscious choice, like, and then digging deeper into all of those basics. That's what has ex like just expanded my life. I think why this is so top of mind for me right now is going through that masterclass last week. And like, I mean, it's open for a month. So there's still people like new people trickling in every day that are just finding it and like seeing them go through this. And like, we've given a bunch of exercises and like tangible tools to actually work on. But even for me, it's an excellent reminder. Cause I'm like, Oh man, like we're, there's some of these things I haven't done in a little while because I've moved on to other things I'm working on, but like, maybe I should bring some of these basics back for a bit or, you know, like cycle through them as you need them. And so sometimes we forget about all the tools, all the things that we've built up and we focus only on the new things when really how we got here in the first place was those basics. And so for me, it was a really beautiful reminder to be in that space and to walk alongside and do it alongside everyone else and just be reminded about how potent some of those things are that seem so like they don't blow your socks off like they're just things we've all heard before well i'll show you before we wrap up i, I will give you one last example of like how the non-shiny things change your life. They change reality. So we are doing this huge basement reno, like I think I mentioned in the podcast already. I don't know. My brain's a little squirrely today. Um, did I talk about that? <laughs> okay, yes. Oh, geez. Um, so we're doing this big basement reno. It's like this huge thing. My husband has been quite stressed out about it because it's very unknown. There's lots of different like little things. And you know, me, I get to just kind of sit back and like go home to a brand new house. So I'm not really in it. So I can like see these sort of lessons and abstract these lessons that he's going through from like the bleachers, which is very different than being in it. But yesterday there's a little bit of a hiccup where we realized that the ground underneath our house is rock hard, like rock, literal huge rocks. And we're, they've been trying to dig it out because we've lifted our house and then we're going to dig a basement. And so anyways, we've run into this problem where there's like, it's so concrete underneath there that the machines that they had were not working. So we'd had to go in with a guy. Thank God we have this awesome, um, equipment runner 
that we're working with. And um, anyways, long story short, it was a bit of a shit show day for Reed. And he came home and he was like exhausted and just feeling like, oh my God, you know, we got a little bit behind because of this. And then I think he like hit a power pole. I don't know. It was like a shit show day and him and his dad were a bit stressed. And I, I was able to just the simple reframe of like, and I asked him first, I said, hey, can I share something with you that might help you feel better? And if he would have said no, I would have dropped it because I also think like that toxic positivity is like that unwanted things what people are just trying to throw at you when you're just not really resourced to hear it. And so I always ask permission first. And that's another thing, like, let me just caveat. That is a huge game changer in our relationship because Reed is not always in the mood for self-help. He is not always in the mood for me to be like, well, if you know, if you sprinkle magic on that, like sometimes he just is like, I don't want to hear it. So anyways, I say, can I offer you something that might help you see this in a different way? And he's like, yes. I said, our problems, or sorry, what did I say? Our problems are some people's wishes. Like people wish that their biggest problem was that their house reno wasn't going well. Like, boom, gratitude, grateful for our life, grateful for what we had. And he, you could just see his face off and he's like, yes. And he's actually extremely well at doing that. And like those perspective shifts. And I like do this all the time because we, you know, we have examples in our life of our friends who have lost small children and like people who've gone through heartbreak and like horrible things. And I'm like, what would they tell you about the situation where like your house reno isn't going well? Like, fuck, they'd pardon me, they would wish for that, right? That that would be a great thing for them to have instead of they're sitting at, in the hospital with their sick kid, right? So it's like that gratitude for your life as it is, it just, it does something where it just changes. It like shifts this thing in your brain and you're like, oh yeah. Still allowing to hold him in that space of feeling like a little bit stressed out and like, hey, let's go to bed early tonight. Let's like, let's have some cookies. Let's have a hug, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that's, yeah, it's not always what Reed desires, but, um, <laughs> that was just so cute. I just have to say, cause it's like, you know, like things like you might do with, you know, like as a child or whatever, oh, but yeah, it's totally. like comforting, like whatever yes. your comforts are, but yeah, it's so cute. But how, but again, like, I know I'm just like chat, chat, chatting, but I guess that's the whole point of a podcast, but it's like, how much can we deepen our relationships when we do that? When we're not just talking at somebody, I'm witnessing Reed feeling very stressed out. I'm allowing him to feel that way. I'm not making it personal to me because he's kind of being a dick, <laughs> right? Like I'm not making it personal. I'm whole, I'm allowing him to just feel the feelings. And then I'm just asking, Hey, can I give you a perspective shift? And if he would have said no, I would have probably just waited until the morning and gave it to him because you know me, I can't help myself. I'm like, okay, well, I'll tell you it later. <laughs> like, I'm not letting <laughs> this one pass by. But it just, it like the relationship changes when you're not speaking at people and you're just trying to get them to like see your point of view. Like I really did want to help him in that moment. Oh, that is so good. And when you were saying that, I recognize that that's something that you do in our conversations too. Like you always say, can I, can I offer you a piece of advice or like whatever? And I think that's something I love that. I think I'm going to try to do more of that in my life because, or at least pay attention to it to see where mm -hmm. I am doing it and maybe where I'm not doing it. Cause I really, really like that. I think that's something well, you'll, world. you'll miss the thing. If I just were to talk at somebody, if I was just to say, blah, 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 they're so caught up in what's going on in their life. They're not even listening to you. 
to you. But when you say, can I offer you a piece of advice? Or do you mind if I tell you something? Do you mind if I ask you something? Just it's like that split second where it actually zones them into you. And they're Mm -hmm. like, they either say yes or no. And you have to just trust that they know what's best for them in that time. But not just talking at people. Frig, I've been talking at people my whole life. And then I'll listen. Like, <laughs> you know, it was like this. And here's the podcast. I, no, just kidding. What's that? <laughs> and I said, and that's the inception of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Talking at people is a strength of mine. <laughs> no, but like in relationships, like a relationship is different. You have to. Anyways, I've already said what I need to say about that. But yeah. I think that, like all of these pieces are just really good reminders that there are little nuggets of wisdom in our own day and we don't need to get that from someone else. Like we could get that just from our own reflection or like our own relationships that we have, like allowing people to share their perspective and being willing to hear it or whatever. Like, I think we have a lot of this stuff accessible to us right now and we just take it for granted or we forget that it's there. And so if there's like any message here is like, get back to the basics and that you have this, like you can take responsibility for yourself and how you show up and also like being able to access those resources and those tools you probably already have. You just need to remember to pull them out. And mm-hmm. so for me, that's kind of what I got from from today. And I think, yeah, I'm going to definitely borrow that last piece that you talked about, about if you do have an idea or your own perception of a situation someone's explaining to you, like it does feel a lot nicer to ask for permission to offer the advice, which is really good. Well, have you ever called like your mom and you're not actually looking for advice. You just want to talk. You just want to be heard and you want to vent and she's trying to give you advice and you're like, stop. I don't want to hear that that other person was right. I just want to <laughs> vent, right? It's the same kind of thing. It's like oh, ha- being in the driver's seat of your life, being like, hey, I'm just calling to vent. It like takes, and then that other person's like, okay, I don't need to come up with answers for you. It's like, it's the opposite of that, but they both do the same thing. It's like really just, taking responsibility for the conversation. And if you are talking to somebody, what's that quote like, or what's that definite thing where it, it'll fall on deaf ears or whatever? Like if they're not really in the zone and they're not paying attention, nor they, do they want to hear it, whatever you're saying, it's only for you, girlfriend, because they ain't listening to you anyways. So you might as well <laughs> save it and write it in your journal. Like they, it goes in one ear and out the other. Like they are not paying attention to what you have to say. Yeah. That's why I like to ask, like, would you like me to tell you this or not? Because if if it's not a good time right now, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I'll say because I'm going to tell you some morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. That was a goodie. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, oh, that was so My poor good. husband. He, he has a lot to deal with. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love yeah, so when we like day. tell stories about them on the podcast and you know, and he but it's like all coming from a really like genuine good place. And it's so funny because yeah. like I know I think Reed listens to the podcast. I know Brian listens to the podcast. And like sometimes I'm like, oh, you gotta go listen to that one to see what we said or whatever. Yeah. And it's just funny. Well, but... Reed always he, so he he said he Snapchatted me the other day and I was like in the morning listening to like I don't know, probably some Gabby thing on a podcast or whatever. And I had it going, you know, I'm taking notes and I'm in the vibes and whatever. And he comes out in the morning and he, I didn't get the Snapchat, but he was telling me that he Snapchat to like my brothers and his friends. He's like, 
see what I have to freaking deal with in the morning. I don't even have a coffee in my guts yet. She's already trying to self-help herself. <laughs> like, it's just like, what is going on? Like, it's Sunday morning. Go away with that nonsense. <laughs> like, the poor guy just always is immersed in me. Like, oh, but what about this? And oh, what about that? Or this morning, we were having a coffee and he was telling me about, like, how the renos were going. And I said, oh, but what if your first thing that you wanted to do actually worked out, then you wouldn't have this. And he was just like, go away. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm like, okay, falling <laughs> on deaf ears. Got it. <laughs> Got it. And Shelby in the morning, she wakes up with like a spark in her eyes and like a pep in her step. Like I will be like still sleeping one eye, like half open. And she's like already I've sent her, like eight audio messages. And then meanwhile, I'm there like at night, I'm like, Oh, and this and that and she's like I'm in bed she's like oh yeah at 8 30 I'm like well have a good night I'm off to bed like I'll see you at five <laughs> we, we definitely run on different clocks that's for sure oh that's so funny oh my gosh I don't focus like past nine o'clock I'm like I'm no longer around my brain's gone <laughs> and for me it's like that time after the kids go to bed is just for me it's yeah. just for me to do all the stuff I love. And so that's what I do or to like connect with Brian or whatever, do something that I love doing. And so I think that's, that's with like Addie being a little bit older is just how things have transformed. Cause I also do love my sleep, but yeah. Anyway, with me past 9.00 PM. I'm telling you the <laughs> hourly past that time. <laughs> okay. We're rambling because we're just kind of in the vibe so we better let you guys go you have heard enough of us today and we will save all of this goodness for next week and next week's episode um check out our instagram and our facebook because we have so many so much information of things that are coming up and robin share what we're doing this friday so this friday we are going to an in-person event in williams lake it's with I, a bunch of other vendors. I think it's called Ladies Night. Nice. And it's, it's supporting one of the schools. Yeah, at the Chocolate Road School in Williams Lake. And so we're just going to have a table there chatting with local ladies. But also, I can't remember if we mentioned or not, but we are going to be hosting one of like 28 or 29 workshops up at Sun Peaks for the Bloom Alpine Wellness Festival, May yes. 6th and 7th. So if you are in the interior of BC and you want to get in on that, because I actually haven't seen any events of this scale for like since pre-COVID. So if that's something you want in on, I saw that the organizer just posted yesterday. Like, I think there's only like 20 tickets left or something like that. So mm. if it is of interest for you, get on board. Come say hi to us. Oh, it's going to be so amazing. I saw the lineup. There's like crystal bowl stuff. There's like Reiki sessions. There's breath work. There's like a spiritual boot camp or like, oh, everything sounds so dreamy. It's going to be, well, and we're going to be there too. <laughs> I just, I'm excited to participate and just have fun and play, but yeah. Anyway, okay, you guys. guys all have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you've made it to the end of this episode, that means you're committed to expanding your mindset, shifting your beliefs and the journey back to self. We are so honored and absolutely grateful to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed this conversation, please help us spread the message by sending this episode to a friend. The Rising Rebel is dedicated to creating a paradigm shift where women remember 
how truly magical and innately worthy they are. See you next week, and remember, empowered women are good for the world. 